It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Good afternoon. Welcome to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. It stopped raining, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. 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 <laughs> All right. So today is Wednesday, February 12th, 2020. We're glad you're listening to us today. In addition to listening live on the radio, you're welcome to hear us live stream via YouTube. You can simply go to YouTube, type in 1150 KKNW. You'll find our YouTube channel where we're streaming live. If you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can listen to us anywhere podcasts are casted, both Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. And finally, we have every video of each broadcast on our website on the eastsiderealestateteam.com or on our YouTube channel, the Eastside Real Estate Team. Brian, we got another great show today. Yes, we do. I got to say, I'm excited about our Real Talk, Real Talk segment, and I'm also excited to have our guests. We have Catherine Owens of Ravel Communities, and Mary Gleason of MaryGleason.life. Before we get to our guests, let's get into the real talk. So this this week we're going to kind of wing it, which normally we jump in there and we kind of throw some specific topics, but I think Brian and I are expert enough in this that we can kind of talk about it. We're talking about real estate investing, right? passive income through real estate investing. So, Brian, um, you are a real estate broker, managing right. broker, and an investor. Right. How did you get started in real estate investing? You know, um, one of the things I've learned over the years is that uh, most, in fact, everybody that I've worked with will say the same thing. You make a living with your job, but you create wealth with real estate. Yeah. And, and you know, owning real estate, one of the things you'll hear us say all the time is, if you don't own your home, give us a call because right now you are paying a mortgage. It's just not yours. Someone else's. So there's nothing like owning an income property and, and providing a really great housing option for people, which is satisfying in its own right. But having that uh, renter pay our mortgage and uh, we're building equity, they are not. Right. And Yeah. Now, so. what about what about um, like investing for, let me ask you this question. Yeah. You turn on HGTV and you say, you know, fix it or fix it or flop it. I don't know yeah. what they're called because I don't watch HGTV. Sorry, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's these shows about, you know, yeah. fixing up a home. Is that investing in real estate? Well, it can be. It's a different approach. I mean, we talk about like um, we, we talk about fix and hold or fix and flip. And the right. idea of fix is you can go in and buy an undervalued property, do the repairs, do the updates and have instant equity from having done that effort. Because you could buy something that's complete and it'd be a great hold. But by hold, we mean holding it as a, as a rental property, an income property. Uh, flipping is a different matter. That's that's um, that's like a business. That's a business, right? right. And, and and you know, managing rentals is a business as well. But they're different objectives. The, there's three reasons to buy income property. You know, number one, in my opinion, is cash flow. Okay. Um, number two is appreciation. Number three is cash flow and appreciation. Uh huh. A combination. And so my wife and I, we've always purchased for cash flow. And yet we've done so well with appreciation, but all of our business objectives concerning it were based on analyzing cash flow and not just the direct income, but also there's some very serious tax benefits. Yeah. So looking at the big picture. So we, we recently, about two weeks ago, we had Stephen Chater um, yep. and he's from Arizona and he actually wrote the book Hold with um, Wendy and Jay Pap. Is that Papazon? No, it's somebody else. Yeah. Um, anyways, he's a co-author of this book and also an investor himself. 
And as you look at the idea of um, what is a investment, a lot of people confuse a business as an investment. And so Brian kind of clarified it there is when you're talking about looking at investing in real estate, it has to be something that you run through a proper calculator, right? You need to find out cash flow, rate of return. And then the appreciation for me has always been the icing on the cake. Like if you don't invest in something that has positive cash flow, that's throwing off a certain dollar amount every day, you could put that money in the stock market, right? Right. So you could put the money in the stock market and most advisors will tell you, you can probably get 8% return, maybe 10% return. You know, it depends on how much you manage it. But the one thing we know about the stock market is it's volatile, right? I mean, somebody gets a a flu and suddenly it tanks 400 points, right? Right. Um, The other thing about the stock market and investing in the stock market is the one thing you cannot do is rent your securities, right? But with real estate, you can rent it, right? Right. So that cash flow is the, it's kind of like a dividend stock, right? Right. Because every month it's throwing cash. So Brian, if you were to talk to an investor today, um, what would you specifically recommend they they be on the lookout? Well, the first thing I do is I ask them what their uh, what their expectations are. What do they want to accomplish? What are their goals? What are their goals? Mm-hmm. And once I understand that, then I can make recommendations as to what their options are. And and honestly, anybody can buy uh, can buy income real estate. Anybody can buy real estate. If you don't have the cash yourself, you can partner with people. And you know we can uh, um, give. Uh, information. Steve Chater has that book, Hold. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent resource for this on how to do that. But one of the things that Dan and I do is we run the analysis on the property, look at what the cash flows are. The yeah. first thing we do is prepare a document called an APOD, an Annual Property Operating Data Schedule. And right. an APOD will tell you exactly what your expenses are going to be, what your income is going to be. And we do factor in appreciation, but we tend to be very, very conservative because that's, yeah. nobody's got a crystal ball. Right, but the uh, first thing we do, and then we want our investors to run that by their CPA. Yep, and uh, you know we do all the research, so they're ready to hand it to the CPA. But we'd like another third party that they trust to validate our findings. On it's also good property. to get their financial advisor on board because you know everybody wants to diversify their portfolio, and in order to do that, you need to have balance. You need to have right. liquidity. You need to have some stable investment. And, you know, honestly, if you're going to invest 10 to 20 percent into a investment property, that's it's not very liquid. Yeah. It's, it's no, locked in. But there. here's something most people don't realize. Right now, Wall Street is buying that's right. residential income property. Yeah. Figure that one out. I mean, there there are companies out there literally buying thousands of income properties, single family residential. Yeah. So your success story, you bought, you have quite a few, but you've got two in, is it two in Spokane? Well, we like to buy around universities because uh, they're, they uh, typically um, get premium rents. Yeah. And we have uh, parents as co-signers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. We guaranteed our rents. Yeah. And we typically have, you know, uh, um, really good renters, you know, young people that take care of the places that it's, it's kind of fun, you know, working with them, kind of teaching them how everything works. And um, that's been very, very good for you know for Diane and I. So, last point is one of the biggest challenges to investing here in the Pacific Northwest is the price of the properties. It's very difficult to get a cash flow property without putting a large amount of money down. If you're putting a large amount of money down, the return investment is lower. So, a right. lot of investors in this area are just banking on appreciation. Well, we have partnerships through Keller Williams. We have an a international network where we can actually help investors buy investment properties anywhere in the world. Actually, as a matter right. of fact, I'm going to be on a podcast for Cabo San Lucas 
hey, there how cool go. would that be, right? To own your own Airbnb in Cabo San Lucas? That'd be pretty cool. So if any of the listeners are out there and they're thinking, I want to know more, you can get on our list for um, for investment properties. Just email dan.edwards at kw.com. Just write investor in the in the thing and, and what you're looking for, what kind of cash flow you're looking for. And if you want to be educated, Brian and I will be doing some sit downs with folks to kind of go over the details. It's very exciting. I think as you look at the stock market, what goes up must come down. If you want to make an adjustment with where your diversification should be, Brian and I would love to talk to you. And we have properties right now that pencil. So yes. Now is a great yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, some some great ones. So give us a call. All right. Well, that concludes our Real Talk segment for the moment. And if you want to uh, check out some more, just go to our website at theeastsiderealestateteam.com. Thanks for listening. Up next will be our lender for our Mortgage Moments segment. Stay tuned after the commercial break to hear more from Aram Marastovov. I can never say his name. because Maravosov. Maravosov, thank you. An experienced loan officer with Movement Mortgage. Join us for Real Talk right after this break. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425 425- 200 4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you ready to select a residential contractor for your remodel project or custom construction? Have you been presented with a contract to review and sign? Well, before you go any further and before you sign anything, contact Douglas Schwed at Access Law NW for an expert contract review and a contractor due diligence investigation. We highly recommend that before you sign any major home improvement, remodel, or custom construction contract that you consult with a qualified real estate contractor attorney. Mr. Schwed has developed a proprietary 10-step builder due diligence investigation algorithm, which fully and completely documents any contractor's operating and legal compliance history, including litigation checks, including civil and criminal background, bankruptcy filings, licensing compliance, insurance and bonding compliance, and other relevant business details. From that investigation, a written report is provided highlighting all areas of concern so the client can make a fully informed, unemotional business decision before the sign and before performance problems and disputes arise. Go to accesslawnw.com to contact us or to get more information. That's accesslawnw.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. It's now time for our Mortgage Moment segment. And during this segment, we will talk about what chess and real estate have in common. Today, we're talking with Aram Maravosov, an experienced loan officer with Movement Mortgage. Welcome back to the show, Aram. Thank you very much. Good to be back. 
I, so, I'm, I'm intrigued about this topic. Yeah, I am too. All right. So what do chess and real estate have in common? First of all, it's competition. Oh, there you go. Buyers compete against buyers. Yeah, so it's a game, true. right? Yeah. And a game involves that many components. It involves great realtors like you, involves lenders, involves inspectors, everybody else. And so buyers compete against buyers, and that's pretty much you have to be several steps ahead of your competition to win the game. Well, now how do you accomplish that? Well, first is get full end of written pre-approval through Movement Mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, get pre-approved, know exactly what you need, um, and partner up with you guys so you can structure the offer intelligently, competitively, and strike uh, when you're ready. Wow, that's pretty good. Now, I'm just curious, which which chess piece would the real estate agent be? Are they the horse <laughs> or the bishop queen. or the queen? The, strong, the strongest piece. The queen. queen. The strongest, All right. Yeah, I'm the, liking oh, that. That's <laughs> so the, the, the buyer is the king. Buyer needs to be protected the at all time, you yeah. know. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> and so, but yeah, it, it, you know, having strong uh, pre-approval um, and especially under reason, you as real estate agents appreciate that a lot. And being able to close quickly, move quickly, that would put buyer ahead of everybody else and makes offers stand out. And, mm-hmm. of course, you know, not to ignore the fact that you guys can uh, write offer and protect your buyer uh, from making mistakes. So all of those components will definitely put buyer three to five steps ahead of competition. I like that. That's great. And what role does, I mean, are you the bishop or the knight? What do you think? I, I, I would say I'm a, you know, I could be a knight. The, you know, the, those are tricky ones. So tricky. I, I, I have yeah. to make things work. So yeah, I'll be well, <laughs> as a lender, the last one you want to be is the rook. So, <laughs> I heard you had a you have a chessboard set up there at our office, and you're totally kicking butt. Is that true? Yes, yes, that's true. And I'm looking forward to somebody come and finally beat me, so I can actually learn something, yeah. uh, oh. something new. Yeah, I, I, I would can arrange that. I would like challenge you, but I'm sorry, I'm not good. I'm not good. Dan, at chess. if you're playing chess like you play ping pong, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Oh. Well, listen, we really appreciate. It. I think this analogy is great. Is to stay in fr- ahead. The first step is to be several steps ahead. And and uh, to the listeners out there today, this market it's no longer a comfortable market for buyers. You have got to be prepared. You've got to be. You have to have a skillful team. Aram is fantastic. Yeah. They're closing deals in two weeks. Give them a call. How do uh, how do people get a hold of you, Aram? They can always call me at 425-988-4123, and I will be ready to help. Fantastic. Thank Thanks you, for coming on, Aram. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Next up, after the break, we're going to have Catherine Owens with Revo Communities, who will be talking to us about common concerns and misconceptions related to senior living. So join us after the break with more Real Talk. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 200 4093. 
or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you tired of business decisions that just don't turn out the way you envisioned? Bad hiring choices, plans that didn't lead where you hoped, or maybe getting involved with partnerships that were not as promised. Bad decisions cost you time and money. Mary Gleason, intuition coach, shows business executives the importance and value of bringing your intuition to work. Without it, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. Everyone's intuition shows up differently for them, so learning how that works for you is the first step. Sign up for a free discovery call at marygleason.life and see how Mary can help you bring your intuition to work. Feeling disorganized? Do you have trouble finding things in your home or feel overwhelmed when you open a drawer in the kitchen? Does your house add unnecessary stress to your already busy life? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, the professional organizers from Born to Organize would love to help. Born to Organize specializes in general home organizing, downsizing, home sale preparation, and move-in assistance. Unlike other organizing businesses, we also have a full-time licensed carpenter to assist with larger system installations and handyman projects. In as little as one visit, Born to Organize can help eliminate stress and anxiety in your life by utilizing an individualized approach with each client that includes decluttering and creation of simple systems within your home. Born to Organize serves Snohomish County, King County, and is available to travel throughout the United States on a per-project basis. Jamie Bourne and her team of organizers are simplification experts and love nothing more than making a house feel like a home. Please visit our website at B-O-U-R-N-E, the number two, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E dot com. You can also call us at 650-274-4308 or email Jamie at Bourne2Organize at gmail.com. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our first guest today is Catherine Owens, author of Be Your Own Hero, Senior Living Decisions Simplified. Catherine is a nationally recognized industry expert and has worked in a variety of roles in senior living, including leadership, staff training, sales and marketing, and corporate development. Along with her book, Catherine has been published and featured in national industry journals, is a regular guest on national and local radio shows, and speaks to audiences about understanding and navigating senior living decisions. Her extensive knowledge and in-depth experience of providing for seniors, seniors' needs, has created successful outcomes for seniors and their families, helping them make choices that encapsulate the hopes and dreams aimed at living fully, rather than just making a change in location. As an author, Catherine has received local and national awards for her book, Be Your Own Hero, Senior Living Decisions Simplified, a book she wrote with the hope of addressing the misconceptions surrounding senior living and to create a movement of knowledgeable and independent seniors who research their options early. Catherine is a 2017 recipient of the Tribute to Women in Industry, or TWIN Award, which honors women who have excelled in their field and made significant contributions to the industries. We are looking forward to talking to you. And uh, so you're here. Catherine, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you both for having me here today. 
So, Catherine, as you look at, uh, before we get into the whole senior living, we like to get to know you. So tell me a bit about your hobbies and interests when you're not uh, helping change how seniors think about senior living. Absolutely. Well, I am learning to golf, or as I would say, learning patience. Ah. Um, but love golfing and spending time with my grandson. He kind of put a halt on all of my hobbies because now I just want to hang out with him. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to ask each guest to share with us a fond memory of the home you grew up in. So although I don't live here locally now, I did grow up in the Puget Sound area. And I think one of the things I loved about my home growing up is I had eight siblings and or have eight siblings. And it was always just um, a lot of energy. And we were one of those homes that everybody felt like it was home. So we always had friends that were hanging out, calling my parents, mom and dad. It was just a very open and welcoming environment. Uh, Where was this? I actually grew up in Renton. Renton. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. Cool. So um, what is, getting into the senior living topic, what's the number one misconception? Dan, I would say the number one misconception is people think as we age that in order to maintain independence, we need to stay in our home. And really the reality is if you're in the right environment that really supports your needs, you're going to age successfully a Mm. lot better. Um, Studies show that 70% of how we age is determined on the choices that we make. So Hmm. making a choice to be in an environment that really supports your current needs really does allow people to maintain their independence a lot longer. So what's the most common approach to senior living? To not approach senior living. Oh, uh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those topics that people don't want to talk about, that we avoid discussing. You know, we plan for retirement and we think about travel and time with our grandkids and all of these things, but we don't plan for what would we need if things were to change and we had needs um and so really the whole reason i wrote my book was to get people to be proactive and at least start having discussions whether or not they ever need services because Mm -hmm. typically i see people that are making reactionary decisions there's been an event there's been a fall there's been a diagnosis Hmm. well i would say that most of the time people keep their heads in the sand right they're not really thinking absolutely so what do people need to do to keep in mind when they start to kind of have that conversation about where or why we should choose a specific community? You know, I would just start by having a conversation with the family. I tell people to have plan A in a perfect scenario. What does that look like if you guys should need to make a move to a senior living community, can no longer maintain your home, but then have plan B. So if something does happen, Um, you kind of have a backup plan. I think life often happens in plan B um, and because people wait till there's an emergency. So start having dialogue with the family. Let your kids know what's important to you together as a couple. Maybe talk about what's important to you should you need to make this type of decision and start researching options. Senior living really is an industry where you get what you pay for Mm -hmm. and no community is apples to apples. We all provide similar, similar things, but how we provide it, the quality, the flexibility, the amount is really what gives people their day-to-day satisfaction. Awesome. What are things that people aren't prepared for when looking into senior living? I think people just really aren't prepared for how overwhelming it can be, not understanding mm. what differentiates a community, what's involved, um, the cost, the emotions that it evokes when people start having these discussions, whether it's the supporting family members or the seniors themselves. It really is an emotional decision process. Um, and so allowing yourself really that um, opportunity to start having discussions and 
seeing how you feel about different things when it comes um, to making these types of decisions. So I think about, um, you know, as folks begin their estate planning, you know, the, the in fact, we're all mortal. Everybody, mm-hmm. it all ends the same way according yep. to everybody, mm-hmm. right? So um, as I as I consider my kids, you know, my kids are college age, mm-hmm. right? So it's really not on my purview, right? Um, is there a, a specific time that, that it's just a good time to talk about it? Or is, how, how do you breach it? I mean, I, to me, I feel like the earlier you have the conversation, the better, right? So when I go in to have my will, I'm kind of like already in mind, if I have A, B, and C, then I'd like to go to this place. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like even, even though I'm young, I would love to just, I, I told you before when we were in the green room, it was like, no, what I'd really like to do is just put me on a plane down in the Caribbean or a cruise, <laughs> and a never-ending cruise, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things even just kind of um, I hear adult children say all the time when they start helping their parents is I really need to start planning things like long term care insurance. Mm -hmm. The reality is three out of four of us are going to need some level of support Mm -hmm. Um, and your kids taking care of you is not a good backup plan. (laughs) Right. I mean, they have the things that they're managing their their lives. lives. And I always call it kind of the sandwich generation with adult Mm -hmm. kids. They're trying to take care of parents, and they're also trying to take care of their kids and their own lives. So um, start having those conversations early, realizing that the industry is changing, options are changing. So keep checking in and and seeing how things are changing. But sometimes if you don't know what you even want or what's important to you in a community, in a home, in that phase in your life, Hmm. um, you just don't know where to start. Can you give us a story of when it worked really well for people planning this? Or is it always because I we hear a lot of discussion about it. It's like, man, can't get mom to decide to do it. Can't get dad to decide. Absolutely. Can you give me some success stories? How how has it worked really smoothly? Um, Well, it doesn't always work really smoothly. But as far as success stories, we as a society are taught to age in place. And so we dig into our homes and we're thinking that or we have to move to a community where we can just placehold because they have everything we may need down the road. Taking the approach of putting in place what you need to age well, again, keeping in mind that 70% of how we age is by the choices we make. Hmm. So what the success I've seen is people, they say, when do I need to make a move? It's always before you need to make a move. But people that get those, um, that environment in place where they're staying socially engaged, where they're, they're having a reason to get dressed every day, they're moving. A lot of people think being in our home is independent, but they're sitting all day long. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So cognitively and mobility wise. And so the success is really when I see people make that decision early before they need to, they actually maintain all of that independence that they're Mm. so afraid of losing. So why did you write your book, Be Your Own Hero, Senior Living Decisions Simplified? Well, what I realized, as we talked about earlier, it's a topic people don't want to talk about. They put their head in the sand and they wait until they are forced to talk about it. And they don't know where to look, what questions they should be asking, um, or even just what to expect as they're going through the process. So I really wanted to get people to start being proactive, have conversations, understand the services available before or whether or not they ever need those services. So um, you um, you work at R- Ravel for the Rev- I keep saying it, Revel, <laughs> Revel Communities. Revel Communities, let's, yes. Let's talk about those because I had a tour of one about three weeks ago here mm-hmm. in Issaquah, brand new one, um, just off I-90 mm-hmm. um, in Issaquah. And it's a little bit of a different um, setup than you're just senior living or assisted housing. Can, let's go into that for a little Absolutely, bit. Absolutely, Dan. And so, again, that's why it's important to look at different communities because we're all different. 
the thing I love about rebel communities is, again, the number one fear people have is losing that independence. So they provide the support of having like meals and housekeeping and social and peer-to-peer opportunities, but they do it in a way that allows people to have as much independence of choice as possible. Mm -hmm. So people use those amenities when and how they want. And and you were joking about being put on a cruise ship yeah. out to sea. Yeah. I have a lot of people say it actually feels like you're on a cruise in port. Um, but there's so many more opportunities. I see people's worlds open up. If they're no longer driving and they're in their house and they're dependent on their kids coming and taking them places and doing things, they have everything right outside their door. They've got fitness center, movie theater, multiple dining options. So there's opportunities to engage and be amongst peers and to continue to learn and grow. Again, it's about learning. It's about growing. It's about living. People will say, mom's managing. Life isn't meant to be managed. Managed, It's meant to be lived. And so Revel takes the approach of how can we help people continue living with sense of purpose, growing, having opportunities to share who they are, what their talents are, um, but be safe and continue to age well. And so, as I understand it, I'm sorry, Brian, as I understand it, you guys have other communities all around the United States, right? We do. We're primarily on the West Coast, but okay. we are growing. So um, the thing that's really neat, you talk about the cruise ship. Yeah. We actually have a great travel program that a lot of our residents use where they can go spend a week free in any of our communities up to four times a year. So there you go. they yeah. have kids in other states. They have friends in other states. They want to snowbird, just different things. So, again, what's important to you? How can we help you live your best life? You use the word independence, but how do you see control, the desire for control of their own lives playing into this? What's your experience? Absolutely. Great question, because uh, one of those fears people have is losing independence and control of their decisions. Um, And I tell people to shift their thought process and take control and make those decisions when they can independently do so. And sometimes when people say, I'm afraid of losing my independence, they're afraid of losing their identity. Hmm. They don't want to be seen as someone's job or just another resident. But I always say I'm a senior living expert, but maybe Joe, who I'm working with, he's an expert on Joe and what's important to Joe. And so really a good community is going to be taking the time to find out what's important to Joe and how can we give Joe the best quality of life possible. Oh, that's great. So you have an upcoming speaking engagement. Absolutely. uh, That's coming up on February 20th. Yes, at Revel Issaquah, and I will be doing a presentation that discusses all of these misconceptions and social stigmas that are in my book, The Best Way to Make Decision Processes, How to Maintain Your Independence. And that's at 2 o'clock at Revel Issaquah on the 20th, and I will be doing a book signing and giving out free copies of my book. Awesome. And how, do people need to RSVP for that? or They don't, but it would be preferred. And a number that people can call is 425-295-7693. Or they can go to our website, revelisaqua.com. Okay. That's great. Awesome. Well, Catherine, thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun kind of being in my hometown. Nice. Nice. Welcome back. All right. After the break, we are welcoming Mary Gleason of marygleason.life, who will be talking to us about intuition coaching and how it can help you make better decisions at work and in life. Come on back after the break for more Real Talk. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact. 
Homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time home buyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. So are you thinking about Thanksgiving and hosting your in-laws while staring at the crack in your dining room ceiling, the dirty, scuffed-up baseboards, and outdated accent color you painted 10 years ago? Armadillo Painting provides full-service painting services, allowing you to focus on what's important to you and not your home to-do list. Let them do the painting work. They take pride in taking the stress out of updating and maintaining your home with fresh paint. When working with their customers, they take the time to customize the estimate to the needs of each customer and only consider the project complete when they have confirmation from the customer is fully satisfied. Referrals are the foundation of what they do. To schedule an estimate with them, well, you can visit their website at armadillopainting.com and book online or email them at office at armadillopainting.com or even call their office at 425-641-5465. They look forward to speaking with you. Are you tired of business decisions that just don't turn out the way you envisioned? Bad hiring choices, plans that didn't lead where you hoped, or maybe getting involved with partnerships that were not as promised. Bad decisions cost you time and money. Mary Gleason, intuition coach, shows business executives the importance and value of bringing your intuition to work. Without it, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. Everyone's intuition shows up differently for them, so learning how that works for you is the first step. Sign up for a free discovery call at marygleason.life and see how Mary can help you bring your intuition to work. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150KKNW. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. No, I'm Brian. No, I'm just Wait a minute. I'm Dan. Hey, time out. <laughs> yeah. Our next guest is Mary Gleason, who will be talking to us about how intuition coaching can help you make better decisions at work and elsewhere. Mary Gleason is a nonprofit consultant. What is it? Nonprofit or not for profit? There's a big difference. Uh, you can say them either way, but legally there's a hair of difference. Well, I know people that run, never mind. <laughs> this is my shot at humor. I, uh, uh, yeah. so, Some uh, nonprofits are even legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, intuition coach, hypnotherapist, and psychic medium. Mm-hmm. The most satisfying work she can think of is how to show people how to fully embrace their intuition and value it as an equal partner when making decisions along with the hard data executives rely on. Mary will tell you that not everyone is psychic, but we all are intuitive. Mary has lived in the Puget Sound area since 1987 and has been a nonprofit executive for over 30 years. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you so much. So please tell us, what are some of your hobbies and interests? Hobbies? I don't do hobbies, but (laughs) I I love to travel and um, I enjoy a really good workout and I'm writing a book, excuse me, and my favorite thing is a really good story well told. There That's you go. That's my favorite thing. Where do you like to travel? Um, 
just about anywhere. Okay. Not to China right now. Not no, to China right no, now. That's on hold. Yeah. That's on hold. And I hope they get that figured out, though. I so it's, it's kind of a bummer for them. So, Mary, we like to ask our guests to kind of go back memory lane and share with us uh, a fond memory of the home you grew up in. It absolutely has to be the front porch. Hmm. We spent our summers out on that porch, and so did all the neighbors, and we would set up a small living room on that front porch, oh, and we would communicate down the street, up and down the porches. <laughs> Where was this at? Rochester, New York. Okay. Hmm. Are these brownstones with No, front they porches? were just small Sears Roebuck yeah. homes that really people cool. crafted after the war and uh, after World War One, and it was just wonderful. Kids playing in the street till it gets dark. Absolutely, and trees so big that they fell over into canopy, so it really had to rain hard oh, for the rain wow. to hit the street. That's yeah. cool. Loved it. So what can someone expect? Uh, um, actually, I jumped the gun there. What is an intuition coach? So an intuition coach is somebody who can help you get in touch with your intuition. And you'll hear people talk from time to time about the head or the heart or, you know, getting the chills or whatever, but they don't always listen to it and they don't always understand what that message is. They know they Mm. felt it, but they don't know how to interpret it. So people will tell you, you know, oh, you're an intuitive coach. And I'll say, well, yes, I'm intuitive, but (laughs) an intuition coach, this is about you. You, yeah. So tell us a story about when you, uh, you, when you were inspired to kind of put these coaching practices into work with executives. I, one of the big things I work on is fundraising consulting with nonprofits. And um, I have to work with the whole executive team. And I would hear from one CEO after another that they did not have time to get out and do what they needed to do in the community because they were chained to their desk. Mm. And after the umpteenth time of hearing that, I challenged one of those executives to say, what's on your desk that's more important? And there was a pattern that quickly formed, which is bad decisions, hmm. you know, personnel issues, mm-hmm. programs that didn't work, things that boards, board members didn't understand that they had to keep putting out fires. It was not work that moved the agency forward. And so I started doing little exercises that said, okay, pick one. Let's just pick one. Hold that in your hand, close your eyes, and let's take a journey with that one thing. And uh, this particular person picked a uh, human resource issue with somebody, and I said, when did you first know you shouldn't hire that person? And after a few minutes of just sort of closing their eyes and regressing, they went, before I hired them. Mm -hmm. Wow. But they, knew. they yeah. had the perfect resume. They had perfect um, references. They had, everything was in line. I said, but your gut was telling you, keep looking. Why didn't you? And so that I've been doing this informally for a long time. I've decided it's a big enough issue to carve it out and offer it not just to nonprofits, but to anybody who needs to make better decisions hmm. that are going to move your business forward and not keep you stuck. Hmm. That's good. That is. So what can someone expect when working with you? Um, So I've designed a program that goes over three in-person visits, or we can do this by um, video conference call. I have a lot of success with that. Um, And in the first visit, we really spend a lot of time digging down to how does your intuition show up for you? 
hmm. because we're all intuitive, but we don't all experience it in the same way. So what does it mean for you and under what circumstances? And then how do you start to interpret that hmm. information? And here's the biggie. How do you call on it and hmm. not just wait for it to happen? Um, and then the next time we get together, we talk a lot about cultivating that intuition and coming up with a way that you automatically include it in your um, decision-making process um, and how to bring that into interactions with other people because there's just so much information there that when we get focused on business, we tend to ignore all the other messages that are coming. And then finally, we, we talk about how do you lead from that position? How do you demonstrate bringing your intuition to work and invite it from your staff to also include that and give you a gut check every now and then or what they're really thinking or feeling about something? Well, it seems that, um, you know, I, I, I can go through hires and I can go through that. And it, it seems like sometimes when you slow down and you're intentional about your decision making, it allows that to come up to the surface. So I... I've been the type of person that can make quick decisions. I think that's an important a- attribute. But sometimes if you just take another second, kind of walk through it and kind of lean into that, well, how, do, how does this, what kind of sense am I getting here? Is this a positive sense or a negative sense? And, and um, I think that just that, that awareness, right, in anything, yeah. it's a skill that takes time to and develop. And you listen to it. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. We might get it, but we dismiss it or we rationalize it, and it's, you know, when you don't bring your intuition to work, it's really like leaving half your brain in a car. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. You should have this conversation with the uh, city of Seattle. They've uh, <laughs> just enacted a new ordinance in terms of income property. The landlord must accept the first qualified applicant. Yeah. So as a landlord, there's times when I've had a feeling it's like, uh, you know, this there's something that just doesn't add up. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, just to be totally transparent, it's never an issue of any protected class, anything like that. It's just more, you know, trusting your gut. Every time I've I've overruled it, it's been a mistake. It, overruled by intuition, it's been yeah. a mistake. Yeah. You know, so anyway. So what is the most common misconception about intuition? Um, well, there's two biggies. The first one is people believe they're not intuitive um, or that it doesn't count in some way or... Um, the second one is that it's very woo-woo and it'll get laughed at in a business setting. Hmm. And yet, that's how every business starts. A vision, a knowing, an inkling, that sort of thing. It does not start with a spreadsheet. Believe well, it or not, no business started with a spreadsheet. Well, you think about it. It's passion, right? Where, where does that come from? Like a passion or a love for something. Those are feelings. Those are emotions, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, we bring those into our business. Why wouldn't you use something? I think it's uh, the word I was going to use is mysterious, right? Is intuition. Yeah. yeah well, and it's, it's um, people are afraid they're going to be dismissed or laughed at. Mm-hmm. And I have enough experience with that to tell them it could really happen and stick to your guns. Hmm. Is it the sixth sense or is that something different? No, it's the sixth sense. So if you look at Myers-Briggs, all those personality inventories, they will tell you that there's two ways we learn dominantly, intuitively or sensor. It doesn't mean they're exclusive, but we have our dominant ways of thinking. And um, the sensor uses the five senses 
first and foremost, and the intuitive uses their intuition. So I think the, you use the term woo-woo, but uh, <laughs> yeah. where would you say the intuition comes from? What is the source? I think that's where people might have conflict. Oh, and wow. Because we, we see our eyes. Right? Yeah. 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 But here's an example is I'm a person of faith, and yet a lot of my Christian friends would say that they would deny the spiritual world, and that's 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 an oxymoron. You <laughs> and know? yet, and so they deny Christian engage? mysticism. Right? You know? Aren't we? Aren't we to yeah. engage in prayer and meditation? Exactly. Right. And yeah. that's it. And yet, it's just stopping and listening. So prayer, in my ten-second definition here, prayer is talking to God. Right. Meditation is listening to huh? God, and yeah. that's intuition. It's listening to your gut. It's listening to your angel. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's the only thing that exists just for you, for your greatest good and highest purpose. It wants no quid pro quo, and it's free. Hmm. Why wouldn't you? Right. And it's not well, a religion. Well, yeah, it's the people that, that would be, I think, concerned about the source. and that It's God. That's, yeah, that's my thought <laughs> as well. So how has intuition helped you in your own life? You know, I have, some, I have many examples, but one that I think you'll appreciate was when my husband and I first came out here to the West Coast buying a house, we looked at a new development and where all the houses were new and we found the one that we really liked and the realtor said to us, oh, um, that same floor plan's available down the street. Would you like to go check it out and see which lot you like better? So we said, of course, sure. And the closer we got to that house, the harder it was for me to breathe. Oh, oh that's by a clue. the time we got to the front porch, my I just felt like I had a weight on my head, and I just hmm. kept trying to protect my head so I wouldn't go in. And my husband said, oh, we have to see if we want to live here, and I don't want to live here. <laughs> you go ahead. I'll be here. I'm not going to live here. And he asked me, what is wrong with you? Because he didn't really know what this was. Right. He sure as heck didn't. And I said, this house isn't built right. And, of course, he wanted to look at the blueprints. And I said, it's not there. It's just not built right. Um, and then you fast forward a few months later. We all bought houses and moved in together on that lovely street. And about two months later, the people who bought that house came home from work. And the master bath was in their family room below. Whoa. Oh, no. Now, they oh. weren't home, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was. And I yeah. was sitting in my family room at right. that time. Wow. So well, I made a really good decision that day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Trust it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that story. You're welcome. So what's the number one question you're asked? How do I know it's my intuition mm -hmm. and not just me talking? And people are ready for this really long, in-depth um, definition, and it's really easy. Uh, ego wants to have a conversation with you. Your brain wants to have a conversation with you, and it wants to keep you safe and small. Don't try that. What will people think? Hmm. You know, what if hmm. you fail? Having Betsy, what if you fail? And uh, intuition is short and sweet and to the point and always positive. Hmm. Oh, so interesting. It's conver it, the conversation is try it. Hmm. You can do this. You're good enough. Even if you're walking down the street at night and you hear, run, <laughs> right? Yeah. Short, positive. <laughs> or your greatest good, <clears throat> right. Yep. So um, it's not hard. Once you realize you're in a, a discussion, it's no longer spirit. It's no longer God. It's no longer your intuition. Hmm. It's now your ego trying to keep you safe and small. I have a friend who says she never has inner monologues or dialogue. Really? Is she without a soul? No, I'm just joking. 
boring movie. <laughs> She's Not like, do, only... do people actually do that? I don't do that. I was like, okay. yeah, I do all the time. Yeah, self-talk. Keep it positive. That's right. She yeah. says she doesn't have it. So, yeah. I so, told her she was soulless. I'm just joking. Oh, no. <laughs> Are uh, there other services you offer? There are. So in addition to working with nonprofits on uh, fundraising and governance and um, strategic planning and doing a lot of facilitations, I also <coughs> offer psychic mediumship, which is connecting with past loved ones or doing readings with people. I can tell them what their energy has been trying to tell them. Um, and I'm a hypnotherapist, and I particularly love past life regression. Oh, wow. Wow, Mary, we could keep going. This was a great we conversation. I, yeah, you hit on souls. We're going to need a couple it, hours. Yeah, we couple hours. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, unfortunately, we're at the end, but I thank you very much. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, it's really easy. MaryGleason.life. That's my website. It's my company. You can see me there. Um, anybody is welcome to schedule a free 30-minute discovery call. It takes you right to my calendar, and I'd love to talk with you hmm. some more if you have questions. Um, and my email is mary at marygleason.life. And that's G-L-E-A-S-O-N. Correct. All right. Mary, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Remember, all our segments of our show are available to watch on our YouTube channel. If you're interested in learning more about any of our guests, please subscribe. Join us after the break for some final thoughts and something fun to do. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Are you tired of business decisions that just don't turn out the way you envisioned? Bad hiring choices, plans that didn't lead where you hoped, or maybe getting involved with partnerships that were not as promised. Bad decisions cost you time and money. Mary Gleason, Intuition Coach, shows business executives the importance and value of bringing your intuition to work. Without it, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. Everyone's intuition shows up differently for them, so learning how that works for you is the first step. Sign up for a free discovery call at marygleason.life and see how Mary can help you bring your intuition to work. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk on 1150 KKNW and let's get into our final thought of the day, Brian. So I had uh, somebody send me a text message right. yeah. uh, about some issues. They are a renter of a townhome and had some water damage to their townhome, what kind of recourse do they have? What do they need well, to do? first thing is uh, they they asked about that. The water damage was from the water heater in the unit upstairs, if Correct. I understand correctly. Yep. So really, we have a landlord-tenant issue. Um, typically, the homeowners association, if, as a condo, right. they're going to get involved. Right. You know, But the correct person to reach out to them is the property owner. 
Um, Landlord-tenant law uh, provides specific time frames for various repairs. And so, so it sounds uh, like they had to move out. So yeah. the landlord has to kind of compensate him and well, then get recourse. I'd look to landlord tenant right? law, and mm-hmm. that's available online. Um, but in you know worst case, if they're not able to get satisfaction with that, they may want to connect with an attorney. And uh, and um, I would also look at your renter's insurance. If you have renter's true. insurance, you could call them, and they can go to bat for you. Right. They can bring out their attorney to to sue the landlord or the or the neighbor and or the, you know, whatever. Often, you don't need to sue anybody. Just a <laughs> yeah. conversation. You never you know. know. You never know. A litigious know. society, you know. So what's going on? Well, we've got uh, a murder mystery Ooh. coming up. So if you're looking uh, to shake, well, you know, the Friday is uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Brian. Gee, thanks, Dan. Be, be my Valentine. You got it. <laughs> so, don't forget, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, care for your loved ones this Friday. But uh, if you're looking for something fun to do, uh, we've got, oh, I don't even know when it is. Okay. It looks like you'll have to Google it. Shake up your date night or party night or girls' night out with an interactive murder mystery Saturday. Okay. So the 15th, 6 p.m. Yes. Is it okay to bring a psychic to a murder mystery? Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> 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 there you go. There we go. Okay. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> so it's at the Heathman Hotel in Kirkland, the nation's, nation's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show now playing. So if you're looking f- for something fun and new this weekend, join the Dinner Detective for a hilarious and interactive comedy dinner show. They take all the planning out of it so you can just enjoy dinner and a show. Plus, my murder mysteries, they're not that fun. Anyways, that's, that's so you're gone for Valentine's Day. So what's the plan? How are you going to make up for that one? <laughs> I've got it all taken care of, Brian. Okay, there you go. Crossing <laughs> my fingers. Um, so the tickets include wildly entertaining evening of dining, comedy, mystery, and you'll tackle a hilarious, challenging crime while you feast on a fantastic dinner. But just beware, the culprit is hiding in plain sight somewhere in the room, and you may find yourself as the prime suspect. Prime suspect, suspect before you know it. So that again is the dinner detective. You'll have to Google it. Uh, it's in Kirkland at the Heathman Hotel, six p.m. Ooh, Heathman. I that like would be fun. Fun would. date night. So that concludes our show for the week. I especially want to thank our guests Catherine and Mary for taking the time to speak with us. It was a great show, Dan. Don't you think? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say it's like our best one this week. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Before we go, I found this quote I'd like to share: "Chase your dreams, but always know." The road that will lead you home again. Who said that? I don't know. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Till next week. Hayes in the barn.